Mr. Eyes, thank you for being on uh, the Retro Reset podcast today. Thank you for having me, Mr. Alan Jenkins. <laughs> um, so uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. About myself? Um, well, I'm a death metal drummer. Um, been playing drums for about 20 years or more. Um, and I just kind of stumbled into composing back in like 2006 or so, maybe. Uh, I don't really count what I did before that as composing because I was just making a uh, cyber grind, which is just like digital blast beats at 500 beats a minute and just really indistinguishable noises on top of that. Um, but then, I don't know, I found a chiptune just like uh, trolling around MySpace. Uh, it was BitShifter, I think was the first guy I came across. And I was just blown away. I was like, you know, obviously the immediate uh, sort of nostalgic reaction to hearing 8-bit music. Um, and then this guy was making all of his songs on a Game Boy. And there's like software called LSDJ, uh, Little Sound DJ, that runs on the Game Boy. You can just download it as a ROM. You get a cartridge, you can flash it on there. And it's actually super intuitive as a music making program. Um, but I just kind of messaged him to see how he was doing it. And he was very polite, responded with great detail about here's, here's the software you need. Here's some hardware, here's some tutorials and just some kind of general advice, I guess. Um, that's how I got started making chiptune. And that was just kind of like a slippery slope from there. Um, then I just, I got into doing other kinds of production, just kind of trying to figure it out. I was like making Eurobeat for a while. Um, but yeah, I've been touring as a drummer for the last like 15 years. And that's kind of my main thing. Um, Messenger was the first game I've ever done. So I was uh, very stoked to be a part of that and to see it so well received. Um, but I guess that makes me a video game composer now. So that's something fun. So, um, you've been a drummer for, you said about 30 years, I would call it 20, 25 years, maybe 20, yeah. 25 years. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so that explains, I think, I mean, it explains why the, um, the drum tracks in the messenger are so amazing. I mean, nice. Like, yeah, your experience like, definitely comes through in that. I like to, yeah, I like to program grooves and especially when it comes to chiptune I, I love the limitations that are forced upon you if you're trying to make something that fits inside that format like when it when it comes to making chiptune i take it very seriously and uh i kind of only try to make something that could actually be played back on actual hardware um that comes from actually using the game boy program where you're literally only capable of doing that and it's four channels and one of them is white noise. So you just kind of have to like figure out how to make that work and sound good. But right. um, yeah, very groove oriented, I think. But I also take pride in my melodies and my harmonies and stuff like that. But Yeah, it's it was one of my um, favorite albums just in general of last year. I listened Dude, to nice. really a, a lot of chiptunes. So um, Thank you, the Messenger man. soundtrack was just incredible. Um what would you say, uh, speaking to 
the process of, of composing video game music, you talked a little bit about the limitations. Hmm. What goes into making a chip tune, tune album that's diff- or a video game soundtrack that's really different from traditional forms of music? Um, specifically when it comes to video games, I mean, I guess it all depends on what the game is and what they're doing, what they're trying to go for. You know, I see a lot of like pixel art games that have like kind of chiptune music, you know, maybe there's like a square wave lead or something like that. But, um, like the programs that I use to make chiptune are actually built around the limitations of the consoles that they're trying to emulate. And um, FamiTracker is a program, free program. You can download it online, runs on Windows. Um, that was what I used for the 8-bit side, and it actually lets you export NSF file types, which is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, which can be played back on Nintendo. So as long as you have like the right hardware, there's, they make cartridges where you can flash stuff on there. So how did you sort of approach something like the messenger where you're working in two different eras of chiptune music? Yeah, well, it was a little bit of a pain in the ass just cause I had to program every song twice. Um, but I didn't really care. I mean, I had to rise to the challenge cause that's, that's what was required of me. You know, I, uh, Thierry picked me because he was a fan of my, of my stuff. And, um, like, uh, everyone on the sabotage team is all, they're all retro gamers. And so they, all the artists and everything there, we really tried to stay within reasonably within the parameters of what, um, of what the old consoles were capable of. Like we maybe added an, an additional two or three colors to the palette just to kind of give it more depth. Um, but generally speaking, um, yeah, like we were, we're all aware that it, we wanted it to not just look like a sort of like throwback nostalgic kind of a cash in, you know, we wanted it to actually feel authentic and, uh, and a big part of that is the soundtrack. So all of the sound effects in the game were all created with the same programs. So th- this is all stuff uh, with a couple exceptions, like some of the bigger moments, I kind of added like reverbs and delays. Um, other than that, pretty much everything was just straight off of the hardware. Wow, that is awesome to hear. Um, it, it really did feel like something that I, I could have bought um, as a kid or could have rented it like Blockbuster for my Genesis because I grew up. Yeah, um, we, we, break, we were breaking a little bit. Of, oh, dude. Yeah, me too. I was a Genesis kid growing up. So that was right my <laughs> that was my decision for going the Genesis route with the 16 bit soundtrack. Um. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, I've heard some people say, "Oh, it's you know, it's 16 bit like Super Nintendo." And I'm like, you're, "You're totally wrong. You're, yeah. you're absolutely wrong about that." That's kind of I think that's the go to. You know, I mean, because Nintendo is is the popular ones. Uh, Sega was kind of I don't know. They did pretty well, I guess, with the Genesis. Um, mm-hmm. And since then, but uh, but yeah, I, I was definitely like Genesis was my first console growing up. So I have a very oh, same here. I have a very strong emotional connection to that sound chip, so I had to. It had to be done. I do too. I um. I remember when I was a kid, I didn't really listen to a lot of music, but I listened to a lot of video game music, and nice. I had this little mini recorder, and I would set oh, it up cool. next to the TV and record like an album of of like Sonic Two or, or whatever <laughs> game great. I had at the time. Yeah, any new um, game I got, like if I rented them for Blockbuster or whatever, I would always go into the options menu first and see if they had a sound test. Oh, that yeah. was like one of my favorite parts of, of those games was just jamming. 
Yeah. That's so, that's so cool. Um, something I really felt in this, uh, particular album was that it had this very comfy, familiar sound without feeling derivative. Mm. Um, there's a lot of chip tune or chip inspired albums, especially in games. And I don't want to call out any indie devs. So I'll use like a, a, a mainstream example, the Sonic fair. four, right? Okay, yeah. Sonic, Sonic four has a soundtrack that feels really referential. It's, you know, it's not great. It, it feels a little lifeless. Um, and it feels like they're specifically trying to sound like the Sega mm-hmm. Genesis, but not doing a very good job. Sure. Um, this album for the messenger feels like I said, it feels comfy. It feels familiar, but it, I never could really pick out a specific influence. It, it made me feel like I was playing something like Gunstar Heroes or Turtles in Time. Because Gunstar really Heroes is probably my favorite game of all time. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a good game. Um, but it, it feels really in sync with the action and not in a way that's uh, referential to other games. Were nice. there any big inspirations or influences for you, uh, chiptune or otherwise, for The Messenger? Yeah, um, I mean, this is... I always have trouble answering this question for some reason. Um, I wasn't referencing anything specifically. I just knew, you know, it, it had to... I just knew that I wanted it to sound like a video game and... Um, essentially when we started, you know, like I was saying, I got the gig because they were a fan of my music to begin with. So pretty much like I would get creative briefs for each level and sort of some concept art and like, here's kind of the tone and you'll give me some backstory, like why the messenger was there. Um, Mm -hmm. so to kind of, kind of get the feeling of each level and, and how it made sense in the story, um, but then pretty much other than that, I had a hundred percent creative control. So I just tried to make, I just tried to make cool stuff, you know, like, I uh, think that really comes through. It's an album that you can listen to, uh, just as, as music. It, sweet. I mean, yeah. Well, cause that's where I come from as like an artist, you know, having never done a video game, but it's, you know, if they wanted, they could have gotten a, any renowned video game composer, you know, and I'm sure that it would have worked out great, but this was like, uh, you know, this was like a passion project. Um, it was the studio's first project. They've all been working in games forever and they all know each other through other companies and stuff like that. But this was literally just like, let's see how cool we can make this thing. And just everyone really brought a lot to the table and, you know, st- like, uh, yeah, like I was saying with, with the limitations and the guidelines, we sort of stay within our parameters, but then within those parameters, we're free to do pretty much anything. And it all just like really, really worked. Uh, you know, the team is amazing and everyone's just super cool and chill. So it, was well, it came a lot out of fun with an incredible do. game. Yeah, man. So. Thank you. It was a lot of fun to do. <clears throat> Let's do some, uh, some fun questions here. Sure. Um, Desert Island, you have one video game soundtrack. Which one is it? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. uh, Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) There was, uh, I don't know, man. Some of the Turtles games are pretty timeless. I actually had, like, the, it was the arcade version of Turtles in Time that, I think I had on my phone for a while, like for a few years. And so I would set all my different ringtones to that soundtrack. And so that's a good one. But then again, if I was going to be on a desert Island, I've already 
listened to it quite a bit. Uh, shit, man, you really. I'm sorry. Are we allowed to cuss on this thing? Oh, I can we could edit I that can, out. Yeah, okay, yeah, we, sorry. We, we're allowed. We're allowed one f bomb per year. It's PG thirteen. One f bomb. Okay, I'm hoping yeah. I can cash in on that at some point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh man, this is. There's just too much to choose from. I'm. You kind of put me on the spot here. Um, okay, let's. Yeah, let's, um, sorry. Let's I'm having a hard time. A little bit then. Yeah. One. What is your? What would you say is your top Sega Genesis soundtrack? Okay. Cool. I can work with this. So Earthworm Jim was always a big favorite. Um, I could never decide between one or two. Um, the, those, that was just great. Um, Gunstar Heroes was one of the, I mean, that's a standout for me just because the, the programming is so intricate and it was like really proggy, but it was still like action packed. And that was a really good one. I just like, I was, I couldn't really dissect what was going on because I feel like it's way too advanced. Um, oh, Road Rash Three, man, that was definitely one of my favorites. Oh, that game, that game rips. That is so yeah. good. Yeah, I people talk about Road Rash. I feel like not Road Rash Three enough. The where they go Road around Rash the world. Three, I feel is is. I mean, that's my favorite, but that's the yeah. one I played the most. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, I play. I put many many an hour into that game. Um, yeah, so that uh, those are good yeah. choices. I mean, you any, any of the any Sonics. Of I mean, that's that's kind of a no brainer. Any of the Sonic games are just flawless, though. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Let me see here. Um, if you had to, this is a similar question, uh, but uh, if you had to pick like one track from a video game to listen to nonstop for a whole day, which one would you not get tired of? Uh, any game, probably. Any game. Uh, Actually, probably Skyrim. I listened to the Skyrim soundtrack quite a bit. I, I made a playlist on Spotify of just all of the, the chill tracks from the game. And as part of the soundtrack, there's actually like a 45-minute, it's just sort of like ambience and like slow-moving chords and stuff like that. Um, I think it was probably my top album on Spotify like two years in a row because <laughs> um, I listened to it a lot like in the morning or just when I'm like chilling out or like like I'll get up and stretch and like lift some weights a little bit. And I just like having chill stuff in the background. So that has seen heavy rotation in my house. Very cool. Um, um, so I'm a really big chiptune fan myself. Um, what would you say are some must haves on, on my playlist? Like what should I add uh, in terms of like modern chiptune artists? Okay. So uh, vert, uh, Jake Kaufman has been a big influence of, of, of mine for over 10 years, probably. He was one of the first guys I discovered. Um, and, you know, he was just starting to do a lot of game soundtracks on the regular. He just, you know, he was a chiptune artist to me at the time and also did game soundtracks. But now he's like full on pro video game guy. Um, so he's really good. I mean, anything he does is super like proggy and just really, really cool. And his like attention to detail with his programming is, is unmatched and he's very good at what he does. Um, so that's one bit shifter is for sure, uh, an all time favorite of mine. He's a game boy artist. Um, and there's, uh, I mean, Anamanaguchi is another no brainer. They're really good just at everything. 
Danimal Cannon, he's a good buddy of mine, and he makes good music. He's really, these are all like really, really nerdy Game Boy programmers. Um, I'm super into but, that. Yeah, like, he's he's really good. Uh, uh, I used to be like really active within like the chiptune community, and seen a lot of people come and go. And there's a lot. I feel like I don't know if there's a lot more. It's really hard to gauge anymore because. There used to be a forum called the 8-Bit Collective, and people would upload their original chiptunes. And um, it was mostly like, th- this was kind of where the discussion of like fake bit comes from. You know, mm-hmm. if it's not actually running on hardware, then it's fake bit, you know? Like if you're just using plugins to emulate square waves, you know, or whatever. Uh, so that was like, back when I was starting out, I just thought that to do chiptune correctly it had to all come from hardware and then uh, i slowly realized that wait a minute we're just making music here and there's not really any rules when it comes to that um but still i think there is a lot of value in just hearing a chiptune that basically comes straight off the hardware i just that's how i prefer it i can always spot the difference too so not that it matters but it's just cool (laughs) Let's see here. I don't think I have really any other pressing questions here. Um, I I really appreciate you being on the show and I really appreciate your time. Uh, it was really awesome getting to talk to you and uh, getting insight into your process and your music. Of course, man. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I'm just doing stuff and that I enjoy doing and people liking it is just kind of a cool circumstance around that. <laughs> but I've been, doing it for a while i have no plans to stop anytime soon um i got a lot of things that i want to do still that i haven't so uh hopefully just gonna ride that wave yeah so if uh any listener would like to check out uh, the music of mr eyes please uh, head over to rainbow dragonize.bandcamp.com it's got a lot of great stuff there the messenger soundtrack obviously but um i notice you also have um a lot of stuff that is uh is like metal right? Sure. So yeah, kind of when I started doing my own thing, um, the original intent from the very beginning was to have vocals and being a metal guy, uh, I just by accident started doing metal vocals over chiptune. Um, and I was really into like upbeat, like Eurobeat was a huge influence in my like music production uh journey i kind of discovered that and producing around the same time so i just tried to go with that but i just really really uh vibed with the super fast dance you know four on the floor kick drum um but then like yeah for as far as doing a performance i mean i'm not a dj i don't really know how to how to do that uh so whenever i play live i wanted something to do So I started doing vocals over my songs. And then when I started playing out, I would just kind of have backing tracks and then I would trigger like some solos off of the Game Boy um, and uh, just doing vocals over top of that. So that's what I was doing. I toured around the world doing that um, for some reason. Um, But that's awesome. Yeah. But I put out a few albums and I've done a couple of covers and um, I had this habit of covering every band that i've uh, been a part of so which is uh I, th- I think i've almost covered 
almost every band that I've at least toured with. So, and uh, I'm working on the next one right now. All right. Well, keep an eye out for that, everybody. Um, and also, uh, they can follow you on Twitter at, um, is it just at Rainbow Dragon Eyes? It's R-N-B-W Dragon Eyes. Okay, gotcha. I keep, yeah. I keep um, try every time I tried to search your name, I would, I would come up with like a bunch of random people who aren't you. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so that R-N-B-W Dragon Eyes, correct? Yeah. I don't okay. have that blue check mark or anything because I'm not famous, but uh, that's me. <laughs> All right. Well, I thank you again for being here. Uh, I really appreciate it, and um, uh, keep on making great music. I'm I'm gonna be here for all of it. Thank you, man. I'm gonna do my best. I appreciate it.